How can tools like Clearview AI compromise our privacy? I'm Marco Perry. Welcome to the Perry Platform. Our discussion today comes courtesy of an article I read from Reuters. They report that Ukraine's defense ministry began using Clearview AI's facial recognition, which is technology from America, because it was offered to them and they were told that it would help them do a couple things here. First, it would help uncover Russian assailants. Second, it would combat misinformation. And third, it would identify the dead. Now, I want to come back to this in a second. But first, what is Clearview AI? Well, it's an American facial recognition company. The company's algorithm matches faces to their database of more than 3 billion images. Now, where did they get all these pictures from? A few places mainly indexed from the internet. So you've posted something, Clearview AI likely has their hands on it, and that's including social media applications. So they've scoured a ton of profiles, collected the pictures, and now it's in their data set. In January of 2020, Twitter actually sent them a cease and desist letter. They requested the deletion of all collected data from their platform. Then YouTube, Google, and Facebook, which represents Instagram too, follow suit. They said, hey, you better stop scalping our profiles here and jacking all the pictures. Now, it's unclear what exactly Clearview AI did, but if I had to bet, I would say they, first of all, probably didn't stop, and it's even more likely that they didn't get rid of anything they currently had on hand. Now, with this massive database of billions upon billions of photos, Clearview AI goes around And they go to organizations and they say, hey, we'll sell you access to our database. And from there, we'll help you match people up. You have a picture of a criminal? Okay. Let us tap into your surveillance system. And when that face comes up with a match in our database, we'll first of all be able to tell you who it is. And now we can track them. And we can find them. We can do whatever you want. To date, there are over 3,000 customers for this service, and that includes the Federal Bureau of Investigation in America and the Department of Homeland Security also in America. However, contrary to what Clearview claims, they go out and say that, hey, we're vetting these people, we're only selling our services to groups like law enforcement agencies. There was a data breach in early 2020 that revealed that they were lying. They're actually selling these services to even commercial organizations And now, they're a company. Maybe since 2020, the list has expanded. Maybe it's not just law enforcement and commercial agencies, but even individuals. The Saudi royal family, who knows? Now, to draw things back to where we started, it was reported that Clearview is in touch with the Ukrainian government because they're saying their tech can help them on the military front. What can it do? Well, it can uncover Russian assailants if our technology detects someone who is kind of shady. They're not checking out. Maybe their facial picture is matching up to weird profiles, matching up to people who we know are in the Russian military, things like that. We can flag them, even before they get close to you. And we can do this without much of a risk. Just set up some cameras around the perimeter, check everyone who comes in and out, and you're safe. Further, and this part's the crazy thing, I've seen reports that Ukrainian soldiers are using the Clearview technology to identify dead Russian soldiers and then to contact the family, let them know that their son has been murdered on the battlefield. 
that's so fascinating, but also morbid. You have all these dead bodies. You don't know who's who. That's been a major problem that's existed throughout warfare, stretching back to the dawn of humanity. There are a lot of people here, a lot of dead bodies, and they don't have ID on them. And even if they did, it's a ton of people. Are we going to search them all and figure out who John Smith is? I don't know. But now you have this tech that can do all that for you. Just take a picture of their face. The database, the database will get searched. And they'll tell you, this is X. Here's where he's from. And it even is giving you contact information for their family. Now, I guess on one hand, the positive there is the family can get some closure. They'll know for sure what's happened and whatnot. But on the flip side, that is a little bit scary. It is a little bit unnerving to know that this is where tech has gone to. Now, this dichotomy of utility and creepiness is where I want to draw our attention to. It's a trend that appears with much of modern innovation. There is definitely good stuff to it, but right underneath that surface level, there's a ton of creepy stuff that could result in dystopia emerging, if we're not careful with the tech. The power of this technology is immense, and even just sticking to the Clearview example, you can ask yourself, well, what can it do? Well, you can actually imagine the total elimination of problems like criminals hiding and getting away. If you can combine Clearview AI with a government surveillance system, how can people escape? There will be cameras everywhere, very similar to what China has arranged, and as soon as a face of interest pops up, you're identified, and the cops are surrounding you within minutes. Now, that could be a good thing. Criminals off the streets, people are more careful about what they do because they know there is a big brother watching them, but that has the potential to destroy the concept of privacy within an entire nation. There is no such notion of privacy anymore with that system in place. You're watched everywhere. You're attached to everything that happens. The government knows where you are at every point in your life. The problem with giving the government that much power is that we can't really predict what type of government will be in a position to use that. Maybe you really love the current ruling party and you have no problem granting them that power. Take Trudeau, for example. He's your role model. Okay, fair enough. But how about whoever comes after him? Would you still want to grant them that same power? Well, it's impossible to say because we don't know who it will be. But there's a bedrock fact here that it isn't that is quite a lot of power to give to begin with. And if we think that the government could potentially use that to subjugate and harm the citizenry, we shouldn't give them that power to begin with. It's just too much of a variable. Now, how about another example? Clearview AI pitched their product to many governments across North America as a tool that could help contain COVID-19 via contact tracing. If somebody was infected, and they broke quarantine, they could be spotted, identified by the AI, and then either forced back into their home, or fined, whatever it is. Now on one hand, you can see some utility there. Of course, we want less people infected with COVID, but on the flip side, it's a lot of power again. What if a government wants to use that tech to force people back into their homes for other reasons? For political ones? For ones that suit their own agenda? What if there was a protest or political movement that a ruling authority didn't like, and they wanted to stamp it down immediately? 
you can see where something like Clearview would help them. Identify all the known protesters, force them into lockdown or scattering, watch all their movements so whenever they try to gather, they're being disbanded right away. That could be the very end of a civilization's right to protest right there. And so far we've just talked about government misuse, but we've already seen Clearview backtracking on who they want to sell the technology to. They started off by saying, just governments and law enforcement, but a data leak showed that they were actually selling to private companies too. Now, take that one step further. At what point does this technology fall into the hands of people that we wouldn't want to have, period? At the individual level, people who have stalker tendencies or serial murderers, individuals like that where a tool like Clearview AI could definitely elevate their game to crazy levels. And even within the realm of these quote-unquote trusted institutions like law enforcement, we can't assume that all law enforcement agencies will act in ways like the ones in Canada, which for the most part are quite good. Law enforcement agencies in other countries definitely would abuse Clearview AI if they had it, and maybe they do. It's unclear who exactly the complete client list is for this company. Countries around the world really have to begin to ask themselves, what level of privacy do we want to have? Should our photos even be in a database without our consent? Should a company like Clearview AI be able to do that? Scalp the internet, social media companies, and sell our photos, essentially, for tons of profit? And if you say yes, they should be able to do that? Should they be able to do that for free? Or, because it's our data, our photos being used as their business model, are we entitled to some form of compensation? Or, should their database be open source then, because everything they've gathered has been from the internet? This line of questioning would apply to other companies too, like Facebook and Twitter, who do the same thing basically, make money off our data. Then you can ask yourself too, does facial recognition technology change the fundamental nature of our society? And does it do it overall for the betterment or to the detriment of it? That question is a little bit more tricky. It would come down to what you value. Is it a societal security thing or personal liberty? I would err towards the personal liberty in this extreme scenario, just because we know how quickly tools like this can change the status quo. You might give an inch and then tomorrow a mile's been taken by the government. Further, do tools like Clearview AI empower governments and authority groups too broadly? And do they open too many slippery slopes? These questions are questions that should have been had and debated a decade ago. We're vastly underprepared for how quickly tech is changing and how powerful it's become. At this point, I can wager pretty much any sum you want to name that we're going to be caught with our pants down here. There just is no preparation, no philosophical framework that's being applied to questions of this nature. The attention of society has been captured by silly things and TikTok, while underneath all of this, there's massive disruption occurring that is posing great threats to all of us. Something like Clearview is just the beginning. I'll let your imagination run free there to think up all the ways in which technology can advance in ways that pose massive threats. And who is our line of defense here? Politicians. And it goes without saying, they're not prepared. They might not even be capable of positioning or assessing the risks of these things. 
they are probably also the safest group. If a government were to abuse technologies like this, the politicians would be part of that abuse team. They'd be the ones who are using the tools to the benefit of the elite, which would be the government or authority figures in this case, to the detriment of society at large. So they don't really have the best motivation. I know they're underskilled. And if you need further proof of that, check out the various clips of Congress people, politicians having to interrogate big tech CEOs and ask them questions. If they can't even wrap their mind around the advertising business model, how are they going to wrap their minds around how dangerous this AI is? I can only hope that I'm at least slightly wrong in my estimations here, but I am a little bit concerned about how things are heading and just how underprepared we are for everything. But conversations like this are the first step. Even though the first step should have been had a decade ago, it's better late than never. So with that, it does bring us to the end of our conversation for today. If you enjoy the material, be sure to leave a review and share. It'll help us grow. And you can find me online at perryplatform.org and on social media at Perry Platform. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you soon.